Sermon this morning. Happy Mother's Day. No, actually, no, that's not it. Just kidding. I'm kidding a lot this morning. Um, I am just so blessed with a really good mom. Yeah. 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 And I'm equally blessed in a little different way with the mother of our children. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell her that y'all applauded. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Light to the third power. Light to the third power. And I can see the light. That's when Travis goes. Just kidding. Kidding a lot. Light to the third power. Light to the third power. There's a lot about checkmate. There's a lot about light in the Bible. The Bible is an amazing instrument. A lot of history, a lot of advice, a lot of understanding, a lot of challenge. The Bible has been translated more times than you can believe. When I started studying Bibles and studying the Bible and looking at different translations and stuff, I was amazed, amazed at how many translations and how many languages and so forth. It, 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 it's phenomenal. I mean, not just recently. I mean, going way back yonder. Uh, most theologians had their own little version, you know, where they'd gone through and they'd made notes. And uh, it, 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 it's amazing. It's just, you know, what, what's the word? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when you can't think of any other word. But he is awesome, and that Bible is awesome. And maybe sometimes for some of us it's a little difficult. And to some of us, maybe sometimes it's just words on a page. But there's, there's an ingredient that comes when we search the Scriptures, when we are diligent, when we have a desire to really hear from the Lord, from His written and recorded Word. I mean, can you imagine this Bible has lasted centuries upon centuries? Amazing. Awesome. But it doesn't come alive until the Holy Spirit breathes on it. And it's the Holy Spirit who brings it to life for every one of us. And honestly... It doesn't matter to me personally what translation or paraphrase or version you read. Just read it. Because the Holy Spirit can even take mistakes and adjust them for your heart and your mind. Can we trust the Holy Spirit? I think so. I think so. Why would God write a letter and just say, hope you guys can figure this out? You know? That's not his attitude. That's not who he is for us. 
So light, light to the third power. You've got your LED light. You've got your incandescent light. You've got your fluorescent light. You've got your halogen light. You've got the high pressure sodium light. You've got your sunlight. You've got moonlight. You've got your candlelight. You've got your fried shrimp. You've got, you've got your boiled shrimp. And that's it. There is a light like none other. He's a person. And he has a name. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's powerful. This morning I want to talk about three aspects of his light. I want us to consider him, Jesus. Who he is. Our response to him. Our relationship to him. And the impact that this light has on our world. The light. Powerful. So who is this Jesus who claims to be the light of the world? In John 1, 1 through 5, the Living Bible. Before anything else existed... Now, y'all, that's a mind-boggler right there. I mean, you know, talk about needing the Holy Spirit. You know, how do you even fathom that? Before anything else existed? What? Do you remember the first time you, did, you were lying out in a field, if, if there was a field where you came from? And you looked up into the heavens, and it was just like all of a sudden you realized that, dang. This is really big. You know? It's a mind blower. You know? Yeah, and for some of us, we were 13. For some of us, we were 10. For some of us, we ain't got there yet. But, just kidding. I've got to play some more chess here. Let's see. Okay, I took your rook. All right. It's good. Before anything else existed, there was Christ. With God. He has always been alive. Always. He has always been alive and is himself God. It just something my mind goes all kinds of crazy theological places like Jesus was not just a good man. Jesus was not just a prophet like Allah. He wasn't self-proclaimed. He had signs and wonders that supported. He knew things that he shouldn't know. Because he was God. Thank you, Mary, for being obedient. That's another weird one. Hey. Right? 
They make sci-fi movies about stuff like that. But this is our faith. So what do we do with it? This is who Jesus is. You know, and he either is that. Or we can do the song like, what was that gal's name? said, if that's all there is, my friend, then let's keep dancing. Let's bring out the booze and have a ball. If that's all there is. Who was that, Doris Day? Somebody. Who? Peggy Lee. Poor Peggy Lee. She needed the light. Maybe she found the light. I don't know. But there's some things that we just have to accept by faith. We just say, okay, God, you said you did it. I believe it. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. <laughs> He created everything there is. Nothing exists that he didn't make. Man, he just didn't arrive on the scene, you know, and say, hey, I'm here. This is the first time I've ever seen humans. Nothing exists that he didn't make. Eternal life is in him. That's a huge statement. Eternal life is in him. And this life gives light to all mankind. Let me just propose here that outside of Jesus, there is no light in the world. If that's true, we have an incredible product, if you will. We have an incredible message. We have an incredible story, an incredible gift. Yes. Yes. It's been given us. What are we going to do with it? His life is the light his life, his, life, his very existence as a man, as the Son of God and the Son of Man, which was his favorite name for himself. His life is the light that shines. Now, this is critical because if we understand that it's his life that is the light that shines, perhaps it is our life or our lives. That are the light that shines. It's not that just it's light. But it has something to do with his life. Not just his existence. But his very life. Everything about his life. The fact that he did live. The fact that he. The way he lived. Are you with me? When we're born again. It is not only the fact that we now live. But it's the way we live. That brings light. To the world because not because we're anything special, but because we've been chosen by him to do that. It was his prerogative. That's what he did. That's what he does. 
Oh, well, I don't know if I can do that. No, you can't. (laughs) But he can because he's in us. Okay. His life is the light that shines through the darkness. I just want you to picture that. I mean, piercing. I mean, like busting it wide open. Light. Shines through the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Amen. It kind of sounds like the gates of hell will not prevail against her. Who is that? That's the church. Who's the church? Look around. Amen. Oh, this is exciting. John 1, 9 through 13, the living Bible. Later, just moving, uh, just skipping over all the John the Baptist stuff. You can read it. Later on, the one who is the true light arrived to shine on everyone coming into the world. Wow. Everyone. Everyone. How does he do that? I don't know. How was he born of a, born of a virgin? I don't know. How did Jonah get swallowed by a big fish and spit out on the land? I don't know. How does he come into a life and extinguish the darkness and give hope where there was hopelessness? Bring forgiveness for sin that some people don't even say exists. Then why is it killing so many people? But he did that and he does that. And you can't see it, but you can see the results of it. Amen. And so our life, just like his life. Becomes light to men. And that means men and women. <clears throat> Later on, the one who is true light to shine everyone coming into the world. But, verse 10, although he made the world, which we established, the world didn't recognize him when he came. Even his own land and among his own people, the Jews, he was not accepted. Only a few would welcome and receive him. But to all who received him, To all who received him, to all who received him, he gave the right or the power, King James, to become children of God. And that's his, amen, and that's his hope, that's his desire, that's what he wants. Can you believe he wants you? He wants you to be his kid, moms. Moms, did you choose your children? Maybe some of you adopted, right? I mean, that was pretty cool, you know. But if you, ma'am, if you're going to say it, i got to say it loud because I'm getting old. Still choosing the He's still choosing his children. Amen. Faye. Mom. Grandma. Amen. Now, where was I? He gave the right to become children of God. A family. That's how much he loves us. All they needed to do, I love this, was to trust him to save them. You know, let's, let's, let's keep it simple. All they needed to do was to trust him to save them. All those who believe this are reborn. Ha, ha, ha. Not a physical rebirth resulting from human passion, 
or plan. I like that. Not resulting from human passion or plan. That's kind of a nice way. But from the will of God. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. So he brings us a promise. This is who Jesus is. It's who he was. It's who he is. It's who he was way back in eternity past, whatever that is. That's who he was when he was born of a virgin. That's who he was when he was killed and buried and risen on the third day. Sin has lost its power. Death has lost its sting. From the grave you've risen. Yeah, next time you hear the fireworks, the 4th of July, just think about Jesus being raised from the dead. Whoa. It's bigger than all the Franklin fireworks and anything. Here's the promise that comes with his bringing light into the world. Are you tired? Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Yes, amen. Okay, sorry. This is Jesus talking. Come to me. Come to me. Memorize and recite the prayer book. Burned out on religion, come to me. I'm not going to give you a bunch more religion. I mean, that's implied. Come to me, get away with me. Isn't that beautiful? Get away with me. I love when Kathy says that. Get away, get away with me. And you'll recover your life. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. (laughs) Walk with me and work with me. Walk with me and work with me. With me, watch how I do it. His life is the life. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Two. Learn the unforced rhythms. Of grace. Learn it. Because we don't know it. We're very familiar with do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? (laughs) It's before your time. Some of you. 
It's not about that. It's about a living, vital, breathing, heart-beating relationship with the light of the world, Jesus, the Son of God. Amen. <laughs> Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. If your walk, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, right? If you're, if you're of that vernacular. The, if your walk with the Lord is a pain, if it's just too much, if it seems uncomfortable or out of the way or something that doesn't work for you or doesn't fit for you, it's not the right one. I want you to have the real thing. I want us all to have the real thing. And I want this church, this fellowship of believers, to preach this. Nothing more, nothing less. Can we say, like Jesus said, come walk with me. Come work with me. And you'll be so frustrated. (laughs) No. No. There is joy in all of this. If you haven't found that joy, he's knocking at your door. At the door of your heart. I believe that. He came into the world to save the world, not to condemn it. If you're feeling condemned, you're not listening to the right voices. If you're feeling empowered and encouraged and sometimes convicted, okay, a lot different than condemned. It's about unforced rhythms of grace. Last Sunday, I preached a sermon to help kind of balance out the understanding of grace because we're learning of grace. We're learning about grace, what it is, what it isn't. I really do want you to learn what it is. (laughs) You know, we're going to have a time of ministry at the end. And there will be people who love to share Jesus with you. Whether that be in the form of healing or words of wisdom and knowledge. Whatever by the Holy Spirit. They'll be there. I want you to take advantage of that. If you don't have this kind of relationship with the Lord Jesus, I want you to get some prayer. I do. I want you to consider it. Because if you ask for your father for bread, he won't give you a stone, right? He is a good God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning or shifting shadow. It's good. Good verse. I didn't have that in here, but it's it's, it's in the Bible. Just saying. 
Verse 30. Listen to this, you guys. Keep company with me. I love that because, you know, it paints a picture. Keep company with me. Wow. Yeah, it's like company. It's not like God's way up there somewhere, you know, and I'm way down here. And if I just do the just the right things and behave just the right way, maybe just maybe I'll get to have an audience with him. No, he's already come down and made the audience happen. Amen. And he's just saying, come on, come on, enjoy my grace, learn the unforced rhythms. Keep company with me and you'll learn. You'll learn to live freely and lightly. (laughs) Freely and lightly. So come, live the light, live in the light. Choose to live lightly and freely. Don't dabble in darkness any more. Why would we do that? Romans thirteen twelve through 14. Next step in our walk with him. You know who he is. Or we've talked about it. You understand that there is a relationship, that it is a living, breathing, active communion that we have with our Savior. So how does that affect us? I mean, what, what, what are the results? What can we see out of our lives and in the lives of others who are believers? Romans 13, 12 through 14. This is New Living Translation. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So don't live in darkness. Get rid of your evil deeds. Shed them like dirty clothes. Uh, you got to love that. Shed them like dirty clothes. Clothe yourselves instead with the armor of right living as those who live in the light. Now, when you read that, I want you to think Living freely and lightly. When you read instruction like this, I want us to think, hey, this is good. This is good. This is another way to shed bondages. This is another way to shed the things that are eating my lunch. And breakfast and dinner. Can we do that? Can we do that? Because this is what the light produces. This is what a relationship with the light produces. As we make the choices and use the power of his grace to say no to ungodliness, this is what we can expect. We should be decent and true in everything we do. Now, wait a minute, John, you just told us that God doesn't lay anything on us. No, no. He's given you the ability Walk this way. Walk this way. Mel Brooks. (laughs) 
But it's serious. We should be decent and true in everything we do. So that everyone, watch this, there's a reason. So that everyone can approve of our behavior. Everyone. Don't participate in while I read so many versions of this. And it's like I kind of wish I could have read every one because they all had a different, eh, you know, it's like, wow. Don't participate in wild parties. Come on. Come on. We don't find our hope there. In God parties, there's no hangover. Just saying. Just saying. But there is a high. Ah, but there is a high. <laughs> My comic corner is really good. <laughs> Don't participate in wild parties and getting drunk. The Bible says that? Yes, the Bible says that. And it's not laying another rule on you. It's just saying that will kill you. I came to give life. And I am the light of men. And when you live in the light, you don't have to live in the darkness. Amen. You don't have to do that to get whatever you need for life and godliness. It's all given. I'm glad y'all are here. I wish more people could hear this. But. Or in adultery. And immoral living. Or in fighting. And jealousy. If you guys want to, I mean, I would just encourage you. Romans 13, 12 through 14. Man, read it in some other versions. In paraphrases. You know? If none of these get you, maybe one of them will. (laughs) The other set. I'm, I'm just kidding. But, man... But, on the other hand, in place of, instead of, because there's life there, let the Lord Jesus take control of you. And don't think of ways to indulge your evil desires. Y'all, there is such a freedom and joy in this lifestyle. Amen? Oh my goodness. It demolishes so much heartache. Do you hear me? This lifestyle demolishes so much heartache. Living in his light eliminates so much pain. Agony. Frustration. Frustration. Right? Frustration. It's really good. It's really good. And I'm just going to throw this out. This is an extra. I know that I'm taking a rabbit trail. Okay. But I'm, I'm not going to come back to the hutch. My dad used to say, it's okay if you take a rabbit trail as long as you come back to the hutch. I said, okay, dad. If you, if you were in bondage to this kind of living that he says don't do anymore. If you were, some of you were. Some of us were. Then don't say a talk about it in front of your children and laugh. 
You make it sound like it was a lot of fun. Now, if the Lord gives you liberty and leads you by the Holy Spirit to tell your children or your nieces and nephews or somebody on your ball team that you're coaching about some of your past life so that you can tell them what it means to be free, then do it, but don't make it sound good. Because you know in your heart of hearts that it was fun for a season, but it ate your lunch. That's what they need to hear. Are you with me? Okay, back to the hutch. First <laughs> John 1, 4 through 7. This is in the Amplified. And we are now... It's just, it's just I, I, I love that he uses the term joy here. Now, I, I want you to be ready for it. I want you to be anticipating joy. And we are now writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be full. Man, I want that kind of passion for the lost, y'all. I do. So that our joy in seeing you included may be full and your joy may be complete. Oh, oh, you want me to have joy? You mean this is not like another burden? This is not like another extra yoke you're just going to throw on me? No, no, no. I want the light to come into your life and set you free so that you may have joy. Unspeakable. In other words, you can't even say enough about it to describe it. It'll be inadequate. That's what it means, joy unspeakable. And full of glory. (laughs) It's good, isn't it? And this is the message. This is the message. The message of promise which we have heard from him, Jesus, and now are reporting to you. God is light. And there is no darkness in him at all. No, not in any way. (laughs) So... If we say we are partakers together and enjoy fellowship with him. Now, we're, we're talking about walking with him, right? And, and having that companionship with the Lord, you know. And if you'll walk with me, right? Come to me, walk with me. With him, when we live and move and are walking about in darkness, we are both speaking falsely and do not live and practice the truth which the gospel presents. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, a little spanking. It's really a way to see. It's like a dashboard in your car. It's the way to tell. You look at that gauge and you can tell that engine's hot by what it says. And it's, it's telling the truth. Now, what's really bad, and it would be bad if the Lord didn't do this, if he didn't give us some gauges to look at, is what if your engine is fixing to blow up? What if the oil pressure is on zero and you actually have a gauge and can see it, not an idiot like. What if that oil pressure is on zero, but it doesn't tell you? And some of you ladies don't even look at it anyway. But, happy Mother's Day. Sorry, that was not fair. That wasn't nice. That wasn't nice. That wasn't nice. That's not, that's, that's not, that's a blanket statement. Some of you guys don't look either. Um, <laughs> So, 
And what if your temperature gauge didn't tell you it was running hot? Guess what? You're going to be on the side of the road with your hood up and the steam just coming out. And the engine won't turn. I don't know, honey. The engine just won't turn over. And it's like got steam coming out. Oh, my goodness. The Lord is so gracious to give us a little dashboard stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some gauges, you know, so we can tell. Are we walking in the light? Yeah, we're walking in the light. I can tell I'm walking in the light because I have joy. I can tell I'm walking in the light because I'm not overburdened with some, you know, set of rules and regs. I'm, I'm walking light. And I'm walking free. And this yoke in which I'm yoked with Jesus, right? Right together. Equally yoked. It's not burdensome. It's not heavy. Oh, my goodness. This is good. Walking with him. Working with him. Can you just envision a couple of oxen? You know? You know, you may be a bull because you're bullheaded. But you might be, I don't know what, I don't know, what you may be a steer. You, you're in there. And it's like, wow. This is not bad. Working in the kingdom is good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Can I hear it, Amen? Just kidding. I was like, I just when I said it's good, you know, it just made me think of you know. Anyway, so verse seven: If we really are living and walking in the light, you know, I like this part. Really are living and walking in the light, as He Himself. Is in the light, we have true, unbroken fellowship with one another. Wow, you mean that's in the same like set of verses? Yeah, it is. How about that? We have true, unbroken fellowship with one another. You know what? Because dishonesty breaks relationship. You know? Fighting about stuff. Breaks relationship. All these warnings are things that break relationship. He doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to walk in the light as he's in the light. And have fellowship. True, unbroken fellowship with one another. And there's a heavy one that goes along with that. If you say you love God and hate your brother, you're a liar. And there's some other things that go along with that. They're pretty heavy. But... The promise is that you have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son. Remember, we talked about who he was, cleanses us, removes us from all sin and guilt. Woo-hoo! I believe that there's sin and I believe guilt comes with sin. And I believe the accuser of the brethren is like, nah, 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 nah. you see, you did, yeah. Oh, yeah, God can't love you. No, no, no. And Jesus is saying, come unto me, all you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. I love this. Keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Is that not good? 
Is that not good? Can I hear an amen? Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. This is the last page. It's a short one. It's a short one. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. I looked looked at the clock. Uh Uh-oh. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. All right, this translates into how our behavior has effect on the world for whom he died. The one that, you know, that world that he loved so much that he gave his only begotten son? That world. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. This has got to be the message. Yeah, <laughs> this is the message. The God colors in the world. I love that. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. Going public. We're going to rename the church. Going public. <laughs> going to Publix? No, we don't have a public. Go ahead, public. Uh, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And I love it, the, the way he says it here, uh, Eugene Peterson. If I make you, if I make you light bearers, isn't that good? If, and and you, you, you can emphasize the I, the make, or the you. It's all good. If I make you light bearers, if I make you light bearers, it's like you don't make you light bearers. He does, right? You know, that's good. That's good to know. And I make you, 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 you. If some of your mothers have a compact, take it out. Look at it. You, you. He makes you. Libraries, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket. I love that. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. 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 It's like shine, therefore. (laughs) Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. Amen. 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 One last verse, and it's a repeat. But I just want to really nail this and bring it home. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let me pray with you. Father, we are so grateful that you sent the co-creator of the universe.
to be the light, the light, no other light exists but you. And you have made us partakers of that light. You have called us your children. You have set us free from the law of sin and death and made us alive in your Son. We died with you. We also raised with you. Teach us as we listen, as we posture ourselves before you in a receptive way, in a receptive stance. That we will learn the unforced rhythms of your grace. And we will learn to walk this life with you lightly and freely. And I pray that for each person in this room. And I pray that for each person that their light touches. That they would come. To the light and discover the unforced rhythms of grace. I ask these things in the name of Jesus, your dear Son, who is the light. Amen and amen. You know what? Amen. God bless you. Don't forget, love one another. Amen.